Thank you for tuning in to the podcast of Lydia Brown Ministries, where we have a conversation about faith and bringing revival to your life. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. I'm your host, Lydia Brown Raphael, and I am so excited about what God has in store for us today. We have been in the series, 10 Things Every Young Minister Should Know. So welcome if you are just now joining us or if you've been following along. I am so glad that you are here, and if you missed the other Uh, episodes, go back and listen because we go through in detail on number one that the first thing that um, I believe every young minister should know is that it's the most, it's, it's of the utmost importance that you love the Lord your God with all of your heart and you have that personal relationship with Him, and then you love others as yourself. And number two, make the Word of God the final authority in your life. Number three, surround yourself with men and women of God that you can trust to learn from and pour into your life. Number four, be teachable, which brings us today to number five, And this one is so very important. It is to guard your heart. And Proverbs 4 verse 23 tells us to keep our hearts with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. And this is so, this is so, so true, my friends. I'll never forget. I was probably, um, I'm thinking back here. Uh, 19 years old, maybe just turned 20 uh, years old, and um, a man of God that was in my life, um, I was talking with him and his wife uh, one day about um, some decisions that I was facing in my life, and um, this couple um, had had great um, impact and influence in ministry and reached many people for the Lord, and um, just have a lot of respect for them. And I remember uh, them looking at me, and uh, he said, Lydia, I'm going to tell you this. The number one most important thing he said I can tell you is to guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. And this is so true. It is a timeless piece of advice in every situation it is great advice because the matters of your heart affect every area of your life you know they affect your relationships uh, they affect ministry they affect your finances um, it affects your health business etc it can affect every area of your life. You know, we've dealt with people before that were believing uh, for healing and um, have seen how, you know, there can be hindrances sometimes to receiving healing through maybe different issues and matters of the heart. You know, unforgiveness, 
um, strife, you know, bitterness, those things that affect your health. They're not good for you. And, you know, you can read the Bible and see all the way through. Uh, even if you did nothing but just read Proverbs, you would learn that those things affect your physical well-being. You know, uh, guarding your heart is so important because, you know, from it, it, it springs every issue in your life relationally, spiritually, financially, physically, it's going to touch all areas. And so as you are setting out uh, in ministry, maybe you're just starting out and, um, you know, you are, you're saying, Lydia, I just want to do what God has called me to do. And I want to give my life to Him. I love Him with all of my heart. And I want my whole life to be devoted to doing His will and serving Him. What my encouragement is to you is you keep that motive. And you keep that intention. And you ask the Lord, God, help me to keep my heart with all diligence. Because whenever you keep your heart with Him, you keep your heart in His Word, you guard your heart, it will be well with you. And the issues of your life are going to go smoother. The, you know, life, ministry, everything that life touches, your relationships, your health, your finances, they're all going to be blessed when you do it God's way. Amen. So guard your heart is number five. And number six is trust God. And you say, well, Lydia, that sounds simple. Well, it is simple, but it might not always be easy. For some of us, it might be a little bit more of a challenge than it is for others because, you know, there is, we live in a world where there are so many things that want your, um, they want your trust. They want your confidence. They they want your time and your attention. And they're saying, look at me. I can be the source of what you need. But really, we know that God, only Him, should be our source. And only He truly can be the source of all that we need. And so, we have to trust Him above all else. It says in Proverbs 3, 5, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge Him. In all of your ways. Every single one of them. It doesn't matter if it's in life, ministry, relationships, finances, whatever. In all of your ways acknowledge Him. Amen. And He shall direct your path. How many of you want God directing your path? I definitely want God to direct my path because He could do a lot better at getting me where I need to go than I can do. And so when we trust in the Lord with all of our heart and we lean not to our own understanding, what does that mean? I'm not going to lean to what I think is best. I'm not going to lean to what I think I should do. I'm not going to put my confidence and my dependence upon just myself. I am depending on God. I trust God regardless of what the path looks like, regardless of what I'm facing, regardless of what you know time I'm living in or what I'm doing. I trust God. If it looks impossible, 
I trust God. If no one else has done it before, I trust God. If they say it can't be done, I trust God. If I don't know what tomorrow holds, I, you know, if other people are un, you know, fearful of uncertain times and afraid of the unknown, not me, I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God with my life. I'm going to trust God with ministry. I'm going to trust God with every message that I preach, with every person that I pray for, with every move that I make, with every step that I take. I'm going to trust God in all of my ways. And I'm going to look unto Jesus. Because you guys, whenever we put our eyes on Jesus and we focus on Jesus and we don't allow all of these other things to 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 be what we put our focus or our confidence or our trust in but we trust the Lord above all else you know it says in Hebrews 12:2 that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith so if God has spoken to you something he wants you to do for him or if he's given you a dream or if he's given you a vision or the Holy Spirit is leading you to do something that you know that you're supposed to do for the Lord. He's the author and he's the finisher. So you don't trust in man for it to come to pass. You don't even trust in yourself to make it happen or for it to come to pass. You trust God and everybody else around you. You know, they might not put their confidence in the Lord. They might not put their trust in the Lord, but you're going to trust God no matter what you face. You're going to know him as your source. See, Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So it doesn't matter what needs you face in ministry. You might be coming up on and you say, God, I need this in order for this project to happen, or I need this in order for me to take this step that you're telling me to go. I need this in order. You know, I'll never forget when the Lord was, um, I, I was getting ready to graduate high school and I was asking the Lord what was next. And he called me to go to Bible college and told me that I needed to go to Rama, And so I began to set my faith on that. And I began to uh, prepare for that. And I did not have any money for Bible college. And I said, God, if you've called me to do it, I'm asking you to supply it. You know, I'd heard um, someone say before, um, whenever God orders it, he pays for it. And that is so true. If you will trust him to supply that, he will bring that to you. You know, um, I prayed and I asked the Lord to supply that need. And it was with it was within no time that I got a phone call from someone that said, Lydia, I want to put the first thousand dollars towards your tuition. And I said, praise God, I'm so grateful that 
oh, thank you, God, for this first thousand. I mean, it, to me, that was one of the biggest things that, you know, I, I'd, I'd ever, uh, one of the biggest testimonies I'd ever had at, at, at that point in my life. But then I began to look at all the rest of the tuition and thought, God, I need, I, I you know, I thank you. This is my need, and you're going to supply it. The rest of the tuition. If you brought in this first thousand, you'll bring in the rest. And so, I'm just 18 years old. Um, you know, I, I never lived anywhere but my hometown of Douglas, Georgia. Grew up there, and this Bible college is in the middle of the country, halfway across the country in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, the Tulsa area. And I'm going a long ways, and I need God to supply everything from my tuition to the towels and sheets that I'm going to need to the things, you know, the pots and pans to cook my food in. I just, I needed it all. I was just a kid that loved God and had a word from God and was following what He asked me to do. And so then, after that first thousand came in, it was, I was um, at a baby shower one day uh, for a friend of mine and was talking to the one of the ladies there. And I believe somehow the conversation came up about what I was going to be doing when I graduated from um, high school. And I told her that God had put it on my heart to go to Rama Bible College. And, you know, we talked some on that and um, just about how excited she was for me to go. You know, she She's a prayer warrior, and she was going to be praying for me. And she called me back and told me that she was sharing with a family member of hers that I was going to be going to Bible college. And that family member wanted to know, they wanted to know what it was going to be for for me to go. And they paid the rest of that tuition off for me to go to Bible college that first year. It was supernatural. And this is just one of the ways that God supplies our needs, you know, our financial needs. He 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 will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. If you trust him, you got to trust God. See, I wasn't I wasn't looking to man to, to make a way. I wasn't, you know, I could have went to the bank and, and tried to figure out a way to borrow money and gone in debt, you know. And But I knew that wasn't God's best. I, I knew that if the Lord called me to go to Bible college, He would make a way. And then the next year, tuition came in supernaturally from another unexpected, from unexpected sources, from different people that, didn't even know I had need for my second year to be paid. And do you guys know that not only did the Lord pay my tuition when I went to Bible college, but He supplied and furnished my entire apartment and everything that I needed to go in it. People gave. It just started coming to me. And I was so grateful that I trusted the Lord and I believed Him to supply those needs because He did exceedingly and abundantly above all I could ever ask or think and more than if I would have tried to got out there and make things happen myself. Now, I was still diligent to work my job. I was still diligent to give as He led me to. I tithed. I, you know, saved money. And I, I, I was preparing and doing everything I could in the natural. And I was being diligent. And as I, as I was diligent, He took care of the rest. 
which brings me to the second uh, thing I want to talk to you about today, which is number seven, is to be led by the Holy Spirit. And it's so important that you know what you're doing is of the Lord, because a lot of people get, you know, they, they have issues and, and they get into trouble because they do something that they want to do and then they ask God to bless it. Whenever, if you'll get with the Lord, He will show you by His Spirit what He wants you to do. And then whenever you do what He wants you to do, it will automatically be blessed because it is Him that is ordering it and asking you to do it. And so whenever you are led by the Spirit of God, there's going to be provision there. There's going to be blessings there. There's going to be peace there. There's going to be joy there. And it's so interesting that Romans eight fourteen says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans eight fourteen. You know, it doesn't just say that as many are as led by the Spirit of God, um, they are the children of God. It says they are the sons of God. And that word son there is describing maturity. It's describing a son or a daughter who is mature enough to obey their father's instructions. And that's what many, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. And that's what a mature son or daughter does. They are led by His Spirit, not by their own desires, not by the world, not by feelings, emotions, fear, anything else that could try to push or put pressure on you. But you say, no, I'm going to step back and I'm going to be led by the Holy Spirit. And it's so important because when you follow the Holy Spirit, you know you will fulfill all that God has called you to do. And you're not out here just doing your own thing and, you know, deciding, you know, what you want to do, what ministry you want to be called to, what church you want to work at, or, or you know, where, what country you want to go do missions in. No, what does the Lord want you to do? And you know the Holy Spirit. You know the Holy Spirit. The Word of God says that you know the Holy Ghost, you know the voice of God. And the way that you cultivate being able to understand the voice of God more clearly and and be aware that that's Him is you spend time in His Word and you spend time in fellowship with Him. So it's so very important that you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit because whenever you follow the Holy Spirit, You're going to be in the perfect will of God. You know, even Jesus didn't come to do his own will, right? He said that he came to do the will of his Father in John 4, 34. Jesus said to them, My food is not to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. My will is to do, excuse me, it is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. And so here we see that, you know, Jesus is doing the will of the Father in the earth. And now here we are, we're carrying on the great commission he's called us to do, and we're here to do the will 
of the Father in the earth and the Holy Spirit's leading us and showing us how to do that. But you better make sure that when you step out that you're following God's will, that you're, excuse me, that you are doing what the Lord has called you to do and asked you to do and that you're not the lone ranger out there doing your own thing, but you are living a life surrendered to God, that you trust Him with all of your heart and that you are following Him and you're being led by His Holy Spirit. Because when you do that, my friend, you will live a life that is full and you will live a life that is blessed and pleasing to your heavenly Father. Because the Holy Spirit's never going to lead you to do anything that's bad for you. He's always going to lead you to do what is good for you. Amen. Because He loves you. Oh, your Father loves you so much. And He has so many good things in store for you to do. And it, you're just getting started. It's just the beginning. It gets better and better and better. A life following the Holy Spirit and serving God, a life of faith is a life of adventure. And I'm telling you, it is one of the most fun things that you will ever do is to step out on faith and to follow God and to say, all right, here we go. We're walking out into the deep together. And I thank you that even if you call me to walk on water, We're going to walk on water. I'm going to walk with Jesus. I'm going to do what He's called me to do. And He is going to be there to help me each step of the way. Well, my friends, that is, we are coming to an end of our time today. And that, those are the two, uh, that I wanted to bring out to you out of the 10 things that every young minister should know. I do pray that this has been a blessing to you so far. I believe that um, God is going to continue to bring out things that are going to encourage you and lift you up in this series next week. Tune back in as we cover the next things of our series, uh, 10 Things Every Young Minister Should Know. Well, uh, this is Lydia brown Raphael, and as always, I am so honored that you joined us today. And until next time, Remember that Jesus is coming soon. Thank you for tuning into this week's podcast. This episode was brought to you by the partners of Lydia Brown Ministries. For more ways to connect with us or to sow into our ministry, please visit the links in the podcast description. 